Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to episode six of the Witness This podcast. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and hopefully you've been enjoying the previous episodes. This week's episode, we're going to be listening to none other than Morgan Sang. He's 18 years old. He's a breach athlete from the UK. He grew up in Airborne Academy, and this summer, he was actually a VIP pro athlete at Woodward Parkour. Today, Morgan talks about how he got into the sport what his upbringing and childhood was like, how he became a breach athlete, what he's working towards in the future, and his process for breaking down new skills and challenges. Before you guys get started, I do ask one thing of you all. You know I don't charge any money for this. I'm super passionate about getting this sort of information and interviews out to you guys. And what I need from you guys is to please like and share and subscribe. If you are getting any value out of any of these episodes that you've listened to beforehand and you want to see it continue, I need you guys to share these interviews and share these podcasts with everybody. I'm talking your friends. I'm talking your mom. I'm talking your teachers. Please, like that's what's going to help this thing grow. That's what's going to allow me to continue putting more time, energy, and effort into finding these athletes and getting time to sit down with them. And that's what's going to help this community grow, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally as well. So without further ado, here's Morgan saying, yo, what's up, guys? It's Marlon Johnson here. I'm chilling at Woodward with the one and only Morgan saying. There we go. So, yeah, Morgan's a breach athlete. He's been chilling with us for about three weeks now, which is pretty dope. We got you over here. You were staffer no you were a camper no, for a week no, i was jc, JC yeah you were a jc for a week then staff and now vip yeah which is pretty fire no one's ever kind of just risen through the ranks like that that's pretty which sick. is yeah it's pretty dope um so thanks for coming on here for i'm sure. gonna ask you a couple of questions and we're gonna see where it leads um okay, most people might not know that you grew up pretty much like in a gym, right, in Airborne? Uh, well, from when I was little, um, I used to always be into sort of like going to, my mum and dad would take me to sort of like um, stunt shows, you know, where you'd see all of like these, have like a pirate theme and it'd all be doing flips and stuff. So like from then I was like, oh, I really want to do that because I used to be into obviously football or soccer, as you guys call it. So... When I was like really into football, my interest kind of like switched as I got got around like eight years old, and then I joined a gymnastics club for around about like four years, I think it was, and then uh, I did gymnastics for a while and stuck at it, and then from then, obviously, we visited, we, we heard about like parkour and free running, like what it was, like when the sport was just coming about, and then um, so like my mum and dad like took me to like this centre. And it was called Airborne Entertainment, and it was opened by. Uh, have you ever, obviously you've heard of Ryan Doyle and his yeah. brother? So, yeah, they they sort of like opened, they've been like renting out a gymnastics gym and sort of like letting people come in just for like the community sort of thing because that's when around it was sort of getting like known, and then from then it just kind of like I trained there and like I got kicked out of gymnastics, because um they didn't want me doing parkour and gym as well so like it it kind of like clashed and they. And then my gymnastics coach was like, you're going to have to choose one or the other. So I, obviously I chose parkour and I've stuck with it since. And then um, after I'd like stayed at Park Road, which is the parkour gymnastics gym they were renting out, we were there for a few years. And then my dad, mum and dad like slowly like got involved with the community and my dad like connected with a lot of people. And like obviously like he did it for me and my sister. And then we ended up like uh, building Airborne and then like building a whole gym just based around like free running and parkour for the community and trying to like make it grow so there's six co-owners of it at the minute so my mom dad ryan anthony which is ryan doyle's brother and there's a, another couple called giselle and jp so they're like the six co-owners of airborne no way dude so i never knew that portion yeah i knew yeah. like because i know when i met you a few years back they were telling me like, hey, you know, that's his dad. Yeah, I met yeah. your dad when you mm-hmm. when I first met you. They were telling me he's the owner of Airborne. Yeah, and yeah. then when I met Ryan, Ryan also said. But it never, honestly, until this conversation, yeah, yeah. it never clicked in my brain. Like, oh, yeah, like there's only one Airborne and they both 
said they own it. Yeah, yeah. So it switched from Airborne Entertainment to actually like Airborne Academy, and then we like obviously trademarked the name and stuff. But like everybody always assumes like because like everyone associated with Ryan Doyle because obviously right he was, he's he was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's like, oh, that's Ryan's gym. But like the there's a few corners of it, so it's just kind of like the behind the scenes of Airborne as well, which not many people know. Everyone just thinks I kind of like. Like, I, I obviously work there, and I enjoy coaching parkour and freerunning, because obviously I've grew up in the gym. But, like, yeah, it's pretty sick. Dude, that's so cool. And I love that your parents were so supportive. Yeah, So yeah, much so that they were like, all right, you know what, like, let's invest financially into this yeah, as yeah. well, not just, you know, put them in it and walk away. Mm-hmm. Like, they did it without expecting sort of profit. They just did it, like, my parents are, like, they've always been really good at supporting me and my sister, which is, like, I'm really grateful for. And um, so, like, obviously, she is very into cheerleading now. So, like, they added, like, in Airborne, there's a lot of disciplines that go on. So you've got, like, free running, parkour, trampolining. Uh, we do aerial skills, you know, where, like, stuff hangs from the ceiling. Yeah, like the silks. Yeah, yeah. And then we do, obviously, like, tumbling classes and, like, straight parkour classes and just different, like, sort of, like, genres of, like, the different areas in the sport, which is pretty sick. Nice. Yeah, definitely would be down to check that out yeah, when I sure, make my fun. way across the pond so I got a question you've been doing this for a while now you said since like 8 years old yeah I'm 18 now so yeah that's 10 10 years years. that's a decade a lot of people don't even have a (laughs) decade of parkour that's insane so did at any point did you ever I don't know get bored or want to try something new where you're just like Eh, like I just I want to do something new because you're pretty well versed in a yeah, lot yeah. of sports. Like if anyone's ever seen you on a scooter, it's actually like it's like why is he so good at scooter? It makes no sense. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I tend to like pick. I don't. I feel like this is just like, I was never really an academic learner, so like writing on paper was never my thing, or like typing stuff out. So that's why like I struggled so much like going through like, college or you guys call it senior year. Yeah, I like think. like I, I struggled so much getting through that like. It was so hard, and, like, my parents were constantly on top of me just, like, for my own good, obviously, because I'm not very self-motivated when it comes to academic sort of thing. So when it comes to something physical where I've got, like, a physical tool I can use or, like, for example, like, I'd, I used to, like, love just loads of different sports. Like, after I got out of, like, football and gymnastics, I just started, like, doing, like, other stuff, like picking up a scooter, and then, like, I came to Woodward, and there was a phone paper here, and I was like, oh, I can do a backflip on my feet, so surely... If I just pick up a scooter and then try the same sort of thing, it'll work. So it took me a few goes. And then I just kind of picked it up and then it kind of, like, stuck as muscle memory. And then it's the same with, like, wakeboarding and stuff like that. Because I've always, like, just grew... Like, my mum and dad love... Like, I've always been, like, a physical sort of kid. So, like, I've always loved doing all this... Like, everything, like, I could sort of get my hands on if you get me and, like, pick it up and learn it. The only thing I can't do is skate, which I'd really no love to learn. No way. What? So hard. Like, my balance is just the worst. Dude, I wish you told me that earlier. Like, we would have been... I've been trying to get people to skate with me <laughs> all summer long. So good. That's insane. Yo, we're definitely going to get you on a board That'd before be we head out this week. For sure. Um, so, question. You are with Breach. Mm-hmm. How did that come about like you're one of the youngest members if not the youngest uh, you and Arthur yeah, yeah so Arthur's a little bit younger than mm-hmm. you but how did that come out um come about so what it was is obviously I've known uh, Daniel Labaka and obviously his brother who's whose company is who's Chris Labaka and like obviously that whole family like I, I've always like since I was young obviously from a young age from doing parkour since he like lived around the corner from me and his Daniel Labaka's backyard and basically was they had, like, this huge bar set up, and they had, like, seven-foot bars, like, huge bars, and then, like, like I'd always used to be there training, and then, like, the neighbours would, like, complain, and they had to, like, chop half of it down. Because it was, like, they didn't want to see it over their fence and stuff, so, like, from then, like, it, it just kind of got smaller and smaller, and I, obviously I was training with Danny a lot, and then, so, so I'm getting off track. <laughs> so, basically, I knew them for a while, and, like, um... I've just always been, like, good friends with them. We've always connected and trained and stuff. And then, like, one day, Chrissy sort of... Like, he's always been into filming. So if you ever watch any of, like, the old free-run videos, that that's him behind the camera filming. Like, pissy... <laughs> Chrissy picked up a camera for me, you okay? <laughs> yo, Chris oh is going to be like, dang, yo, you're <laughs> <team>, bro. <laughs> so, anyway, so he used to film a lot. And then, um, 
he, he got the idea of sort of like Breach and stuff like collabing with his younger brother who's called Stebby. And um, so him and Stevie were like um, sort of like coming up with ideas and all stuff like that. And it was just sort of like a little thing at first. And then um, they sort of made an Instagram profile and got sort of official and then um, started putting things out, which was pretty sick. And like I, I've always supported it. So I, I was always like, if you guys ever need any help and stuff like that. And they were like, yeah, that's cool. And then like a few months after they'd add, added um, like Joe Harrison Fernandez. Yes. So he's... He's Monster. from the UK as well, he's huge. <laughs> and then, um, so just after they added him, um, they approached me and they were like, yo, do you want to get involved? And I, I, at the time, I was like, of course, like, uh, I'd love to, because I'd love to be be a part of, like, sort of a team and, like, sort of training with a set, set like, a set of people. Like, the idea always, like, appeals to me when I watch, all, like, all the different team videos and stuff. Like, I don't know, it just seems like a, a fun idea. So, like, obviously, I was all for it. And then, um, so after after that, I just got like we got more involved. So we started like meeting up because, um, me and Chrissy live actually in the same area, but all the rest of the athletes are from down south, which is about maybe like three four hours away. So um, it's kind of like whenever Chrissy is going to like meet up and sort of organize jams or like what he'll be doing at IMAX like this weekend or next weekend, sorry, then he'll have to drive down and like take a few people with him. So usually I just go with him and then we sort of link up and train. So that's how we get about that. But yeah, like since then, it's just, it's grown bigger and bigger. Like obviously the social media side of it is like grown bigger and like the words got out. So like uh, ever since they released All In New Clothing, quite a lot of people like it, which is cool. And like, I, I, I like the brand. I like the name. Like I'm all for it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I mean the brand's super cool. Mm-hmm. We had some of the gear here at Woodward yeah. this summer. It was super sick to get it in the skate shop. And to see how the parkour athletes were picking it up, yeah. and even how some of the skate kids yeah, started picking it they up. They picked that up. I seen like some BMXs wearing like some Reach stuff, which yeah, was sick, man. dude. And like honestly, like I was talking to Chris, and um, even when I talked to Giles, I was telling him that was a part of my plan of coming to camp this summer mm-hmm. to start to see parkour get mixed in the mix of action sports, and yeah. that the way we rock Nike and Thrasher and yeah, things yeah. like that. I want to see them rocking our gear yeah, and yeah, representing and supporting the parkour community the community's well. just like sort of grown a lot like especially like he, over here like in Woodward itself like um, we, what did we have last week uh, a few weeks ago we had like 86 yeah 86 that was awesome that was so many that kids. was record breaking right now for yeah, us yeah yeah which is really cool and like uh, just seeing a lot more people getting involved and being like sort of committed to it and even if like they're just beginners and like getting hooked on it which is like really satisfying to see Dude, 100%. And, like, I do love seeing that, you know, I like Breach because Mm -hmm. Chris, it's more so, like, the philosophy and ideology behind it. The thought process of, yo, I want to see the community grow more and I want to give back to the community and I want to be a part of the community, Mm -hmm. even if I'm not a major mover. That's, I think, why, like, Breach resonated with me so much and why it seems Mm -hmm. to resonate with a lot of the athletes that yeah. enjoy it as well. And it's crazy because they do get big hitters and heavy movers yeah, yeah. like you guys. Um, You know, like, even you're filming. Like, you guys have mm-hmm. Danny Elabaca yeah. filming half the time, which is, like, most of us are like, dude, Danny is still, like, yeah. the OG. Like, he's, like, he's the goat. what he does. Yeah. It's and like, so is Chrissy. Like, have you ever actually seen Chrissy move? He's, dude. like, like I, I was surprised. He, I, I for the love of movement, he did some flips, and, like, they were actually pretty clean and sick. Yes, man. Sick. See, I love that, because he's, like, it's... That's what it is. Like, it's mm-hmm. a parkour practitioner stepping yeah. into the role of, like, all right, I'm going to be opportunity creator. And yeah. it's cool to hear that, like, he's creating opportunities for someone like you, because you have a ton of talent, man. And Thank it you. would be, like... It would almost be, like, a shame if it weren't being put on a spotlight. Yeah, if it yeah. weren't being shown. Because okay. you work hard for the skills you have. Yeah, yeah. You've been grinding. You just said you put it in a decade, you know? Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy, man. Like, And yeah. it's just, it's nice. Um, and that's cool, actually. I was always wondering if you guys were more of a team or yeah, if yeah. it were, like, affiliated athletes. It was sort of like a movement at first, and then it became into a team, and that's when, like, I started getting, like... Because I, I had quite a few motivational problems, like... A, around about a year ago like I I don't know I just kind of like was struggling I just kind of like fell out of like I was just kind of like you know usually I go out every day training and then I was like oh I just can't be bothered I'm going to do something else but like usually I just go out because of the fun of it like I, the, the pure like enjoyment of going out and training 
but like I kind of lost that for a while. Like it was a good few months when it'd just be like I'd go and coach in Airborne and I wouldn't train after. I'd just go straight home, and like I, I'd I'd know it was kind of like a stop to my training. I'd just sort of work and coach it and not train as often. So like I started getting like less involved and like I wasn't as active on social media. So like obviously people had started to disengage, which was kind of like and then I was just kind of like oh there's no point in keeping up to date with it. And then sort of like as Breach became bigger and like I wanted to get more involved and I was like this this could be something really cool like that that's when I started getting more motivated and back into it and all for it and sort of like getting into the grind of like making videos just recording some content like that I, I enjoy myself like sharing with people and stuff and like getting skills not for like the camera just because like I because I, I could say I did this to someone and they could believe it or I could actually do the skill myself and then be like, yeah, I've done it, sort of thing, to have the satisfaction to know, like, I've completed stuff, if you get me. No, 100%. And that's cool, because I did notice for a while that you did go pretty much dark on, yeah, yeah. like, there was a solid, like, almost year where you yeah, were yeah. just, like, It, it just, just kind of, like, gave up for a little bit, yeah. I don't know, it was just, it kind of sucked, because it, I don't know when it was, like, it was just before, what? Year. It, it was like the end of 2018 sort yeah because that was even last summer like you mm -hmm. weren't here at camp yeah I didn't and even come to Woodward last year yeah either, so and we we're like oh what happened and then like yeah. when you reached out to come back this year it's like yeah. oh heck yeah man like um, that was exciting yeah and I think that like that happens to a lot of athletes mm -hmm. that end up almost like you progress faster than the community, the local community around you. Yeah. And then you kind of stop having people to necessarily hang out and grow with. Like, yeah. you can hang out with these people, but they're not really doing what you're doing. So when you go to do perhaps, like, your movement, you're kind of doing it alone. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, that happened to our buddy Sam. You know Sam Wiseman. Yeah, yeah. That started happening to him as well, where it was just like, he progressed yeah. faster than his local community, started getting bored. And it wasn't until, like, he joined the team that... He, he kind he of re-sparked him, yeah. and like, yeah, he had mentioned yeah. to us that he was like, yo, I was actually getting ready to quit, mm -hmm. but then, like, you guys kind of got me back into it, and I was That's like, wow, it. like... Yeah, like, my mindset changed a lot, which was weird, because, like, I, I actually, like, had to change my mind, well, I didn't have to, like, my mindset just changed, because, like, my old, sort of, like, what I was thinking was sort of, like, the, the standard nowadays is stupidly high. I like, know, for, dude, NAPC the other yeah. night was just like showing so, me like, God, yeah, this sport silly. is not the same anymore. Like when you've got like all these like upcoming athletes who's like, for example, someone who doesn't even do parkour, like you've got that uh, Shoshi and like Ethan. Jesus Christ. Scoot double full in back out on floor. And like the standard was just getting so high and it was just like, because my my idea of like training was like to keep up with the standard right and sort of like post things that like impress people but like i, I realized that was sort of like it, it wasn't it might be the mindset for other people but it wasn't sort of for me so now like my when i got back into it my mindset changed a lot to sort of like train with myself and like train with other people who say for example who aren't working the same skills as me even though it's nice to train with someone who's at the same level but like I can now like sort of train and enjoy myself and stay motivated with people who maybe are at a higher or lower skill level. So, yeah, it just kind of changed the way I think about things and like my perspective of sort of training in general as well. See, that's really cool to hear and really mm -hmm. refreshing to hear yeah, yeah. because a lot of people are in that mindset of like, okay, I need to be able to keep up with the standard and this is kind of an issue because the standard no longer is just like, your local community, it's the entire planet. Yeah, it's yeah. Because of Instagram and YouTube, the playing field has opened up to the entire world. Yeah. So you get one little kid in India throwing like a con gainer and you're like, all right, cool, I'm going to learn con gainer. Yeah. And then tomorrow you go on Instagram again and there's some kid in Russia throwing like con double gainer and you're yeah. like, what the? All right. Yeah, and it's like, just, it, it happens so quick and there's so much stuff to keep up to date with that like, Obviously, social media is a really like I was listening to Adam Davenport. Yes. Davenport's uh, like seminar on social media and like he was saying about like how social media is a really good tool, but like if it's sort of like used wrong or like sort of like you stay on your phone for too long and start like seeing like everything and just like scrolling through and scrolling through and getting lost and stuff, sort of stuff like that. Right. Like it has the power to motivate and it also has the power to like demotivate. Yeah. Because exactly. then you get to the point of like, dang, like. It feels the goal feels so much further away. Where instead yeah. you could just use it to see what's possible, 
cool, and now put it down, step yeah. away, and go work at it. You yeah, can't just yeah. keep watching what's possible and not ever begin to put in the work. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool that, like, I feel like a lot of people at your age don't necessarily have that mindset. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but you have kind of shown yourself to be a little bit more mature. Like, you still goof around. You're still yeah, an 18-year-old. Yeah. But at the same time, I've had conversations with you where it's like, okay, this is a conscious human being yeah, that yeah. has intention and is building something towards yeah. the future. Like, the thing is, like, I, I'm really immature, I'm not going to lie, but, like, sort of, like, when it comes to sort of speaking my mind and talking about stuff like this, like, it's kind of, like, sort of, because I've, also the fact that I've been training for so long and growing up with, like, like, because Ed Scott, who is now, like, one of the most, like, known athletes for competitions in, yes. in the world at the minute, like, uh, because his family actually lives in Liverpool by me, like, he used to come visit all the time, and I used to know him when, like, he was like just starting out, and like when like we we both like he used to come airborne from time and like every now and then he used to sort of come airborne, and like just just to watch him progress was just like mad because he went from like a kid who'd just be training in airborne and everyone would be like oh there's Ed and then like now he's like there's Ed from Storm. Yes, dude, he's <laughs> yeah. such a beast and he's also a chill, humble dude. Yeah, he's so like, nice. Like he's one of the nicest guys I think I've ever met. Like. Even even though I've, like, sort of known him for years and, like, spoke to him, even for someone who's never met him, he is, like, the friendliest person that I've ever met. Like, he's so chill and, like, he's happy to sort of talk to him. Yeah. Like, he's a really cool dude. Oh, my God. So, I got a question. You know, what are you looking to do, I guess, with parkour, with your movement? Is there kind of a direction you're looking to guide it in right now? Um. Well, at the minute, sort of, like... A few years ago, well, about a year ago or so, but maybe a bit further back, I was focused like very hard on like the, the stunt register. So that's a thing in Britain where like, um, it's sort of like a register of or like a criteria of like, sort of different sports you need to have to be able to become a stunt a certified stunt man. Oh, okay, it's like so a like, union for stunts. Yeah, yeah. So you have so like you you pick six sports. So I picked like high diving, um, gymnastics, um. What else is there? There's trampolining, martial arts, and, like, there's a few other ones you can pick out of, like, scuba diving and other stuff like that. So, like, you need all of these set criteria to be able to pass the stunt register and stuff like that. So, like, training for gymnastics and stuff was, like, what I wanted to go into. And then I kind of lost interest in it, which was when I sort of went dark. But, like, now I've sort of grown up to realise, like, I need to think of sort of, like, what's ahead now as I'm getting older, like... I feel like the stunt register is going to be sort of like something that I'd like to keep on the side to like train for. So like going to like gymnastics clubs every now and then and um, just like training for it, getting the set moves down so I can like pass the exam. But like that, that was like one of the side ideas I've had. And my mum and dad have always like sort of like been supportive of that and like saying I should go for it because it would be a really good opportunity. But I've also like recently, like since since Luke came to camp, this was about maybe... Two weeks ago, so Gooby, when he came, he was. <laughs> I, I, I sat down and talked to him for like an hour about Cirque, like, like being in the circus and Cirque this LA. And like, from like what he was telling me, it sounds like such a cool experience. So, like, um, I'm just gonna start sort of looking for auditions now and sort of like being like, I'd love to be able to like move as my job. Like, right. that, that's the dream for everyone who does parkour. Well, at least I hope it is. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then if, if not, like, I, I don't mind just sort of having like a normal job and just being able to train like as long as I can train and have fun and sort of like just film clips and make videos like that that's sort of like the goal just to have fun really and like enjoy it and be at least stable dude that's what I'm doing. no that's really cool like you're looking for a way to keep feeling your passion yeah. you want to not give up which I admire man mm -hmm. like I'm big into, if you've ever watched me talk to any of these kids, yeah, yeah. I always tell them, like, I don't believe in choosing between, like, your passion or, like, what you feel you have to do. Yeah, like, yeah. you can do things that you have to do that are also your passion. Yeah. And make an enjoyable living out of it. Like, if you're not enjoying your life, then really, what's the point? Yeah, of course. Well, with, with like, Breach and stuff, I, I hope that that grows bigger and stays, like, going for a long time, which is cool. Like, I, I just hope... Because obviously, like, I just can't wait to see what, like, we we all have as a team. And, like, like I want to see the positive impact, like, on people. So, like, when we bring up videos and stuff, like, 
parkour videos are really hard to get big nowadays, just because of the fact that like it's got to be something really sick. Like, but I don't know. I think I think the mindset of like what I'm putting out at the minute is just like stuff I like. Like, so say I'll film some content that I like the look of, and I just want to share with people. If you don't want to watch it, you don't have to. But like, I just like to put that out. I don't want to just be posting like sending stuff all the time and hurting myself just for the followers. Right. Like, it's just focused on sort of what I'm doing best. And if people want to come join me on the journey and watch it, then that's cool. Happily. See, I think that's yeah. the better way to go. It's a mm -hmm. slower approach, but I think it's a stronger approach because yeah. then the people that actually vibe with you. And it's funny because Adam was talking about this yeah. a bit where it's like your true followers are going to be true followers. Yeah. These are going to be the people that when you say, yo, I'm hosting a jam, they show up or, yeah, yeah. yo, I'm dropping this video tomorrow. They put it on their calendar to be like, all right, five o'clock tomorrow, yeah. I'm sitting down to watch the premiere. Yeah. And it's interesting that I think, you know, parkour, we can start to learn from what other sports did or even look inside of our sport. And remember what Stora did with RCA yeah. when they toured around and they actually got that. They made this project yeah. and before they put it up on the internet, they put it out in theaters and they went to each community and rallied up the people. That's and Breach, you guys started doing this, which I was super yeah. impressed with the tour. Yeah. Like that Breach tour that just happened a couple of months ago. That was, that was amazing. Like that's what we need more of because it's that human touch. It's getting face to face. It's mm -hmm. Woodward, but everywhere else. It's you're going around and creating your own little pockets of Woodward yeah. everywhere you go. And I mean, that's what gets people to kind of fall in love and yeah. actually now I'm not just following you online, like mm -hmm. I'm following you guys like in mind, body and soul. Yeah, because obviously they, they, they've met us in person, but it, it kind of sucked because um, I, I, obviously I got to go to the, I, I missed the first two days of tour, which I think, I forgot where they went, I think it was like Nova and Fluidity, or, or yeah. I think, I it, think was, it were those two. Yeah, yeah, and then. So after that, it was airborne, and obviously I was in airborne because it's not far away from me. But <laughs> at the time, I was like really struggling with college, and I I was behind on quite a bit of work. So like, I I was like, mom and dad were like, yeah, Morgan, have you done your work? Yeah, yeah, I have, mom. Yeah, of course, I, and I didn't do it. Oh so, God. so it got. I was about in the morning, like we stayed over at my house, like uh, we had all the athletes in my house, and then. I got to get on the bus in the morning, email from college teacher to my mum. <laughs> and then she was like, Morgan hasn't completed so and so. And mum and dad were like, you just need to get this done. You, you can go and train anytime. So I kind of got, I, I missed the rest of the tour. What? Which kind of sucked. But I mean, Dang. I'd love to do it again and like actually be on it. But like, I, I've been to a few, like, when, when we've gone to L London and stuff, like I've gone with them, but like I just missed the tour, which was kind of like, I was kind of bummed out. <laughs> Dude, that's like that really stinks, man. I'm sorry to hear that. But like, <laughs> it's also like low key kind of funny. It's just like, yeah, dang, bro. Like as you're getting ready to walk out the door, it's just like, ah. Oh. Literally as well. I, I suck at lying. I'm so bad that they were like, "Have you done your work?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I just hadn't done it. Oh my god. But yeah. Dude, so, what, I guess, does your life outside of parkour look like? Is there like a life outside of parkour for you at all? Well. In school, like, when I, when I was in school, because I only finished this year, like, when I was in school, I was never sort of, like, like, the follower of everyone else. Like, everyone, like, in British schools, this, like, everyone who ever listens to this in Britain can sort of relate. Like, it's just everyone's, like, focused on football. Like, everyone wants mm, to be a football yeah. player, just play football all the time. Like, I was always the one who was, like, how many kids do you know in schools who are actually, like, into parkour? Like, I was always very humble about it. I didn't really tell too many people. Because, like, it's just, like, do a backflip, do a backflip, do this. Yeah. So, like, I was sort of, like, the odd one out. I just, obviously, I had friends in school, but it was only a small group of friends who were actually, like, sort of close to me. But, like, it was weird because I'd never, I'd only ever see one of them outside of school. But apart from that, like, I'd, I'd only ever, like, socialise with people in school just because they were there. And, like, I, like obviously, like, there's nothing else to do, so... I, I only ever seen one person outside of school and that was a, uh, one of my friends called Keelan and he sort of explores abandoned places and stuff and does airbex and so that's how like I got talking to him and stuff but like now like referring to now like my life is I, pretty much all of my friends train so it's so weird like even my mum and dad are involved in the sport my sister is my nan follows me on Instagram so, like, <laughs> all my family have sort of like 
they sort of always followed it and supported it, but, like, most of my friends, apart from, like, a steady few, like, are into parkour, so it's just kind of, like, always followed me. But, yeah, I, I obviously coach outside of training, and I literally don't really have a life outside of it. It's kind of sad. Dude, I mean, no, like, it's that's... Weird. It's not weird, man. Like, that's actually really cool, and it helps explain yeah. why, like you've been able to obtain the level of skill that you've obtained. All the athletes that I know that really have reached that next level, I find that, yeah, like it's it's tunnel vision on yeah, parkour, yeah. which I respect big time, man. Like mm-hmm. I'm all about figuring out what you enjoy doing. Yeah. And then, yeah, go get sucked into it. And if you're going to do it, you might as well do it to the best of your ability. Yeah. You know, like that's Joey Adrian when he was in here. Dude, what you saw when they were yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Joey and Jeff non-stop training the entire time um sean batista was just here the dude like he just trained and then he went and slept and he and he hung out with people yeah but it was just as he already left yeah he left um this morning this morning yeah but just training non-stop and then you even see it like with uh the shay and tyler although they're a little beat up from an apc and from but you know it's the people that make it to that level and to that caliber there's always a drive behind them. Right. And it's just like, it's obsessive, mm-hmm. but that's a good thing. In my yeah. opinion, at least. I think when you find a positive thing to be obsessed about and you kind of do it healthily, like you don't yeah. let it break you, then yeah. it's a great thing. Like it's weird because like everything else I do sports wise or like for, so say for like recreational activities that like I go and do with my friends outside of me training is still jumping off cliffs still like maybe like riding a bike riding a scooter like doing just doing something that involves like some f- sort of physical activity like I've always been like a sporty kid like I never stop moving sort of thing and like from a young age I was always like that like that's the way I my parents had described me so I don't know it's just sort of like I, I fell in love with just sort of like finding my own limitations and sort of like what I can do yeah just like kind of so not really sending it, but, like, knowing my own limits and knowing my ability. Yeah, and just, like, yeah, just trusting yourself and kind of pushing a little bit, pushing the boundaries a little bit each time. Like, getting a, like especially, like, say when you're uncomfortable, like, mentally, like, something that you're going to be, like, doing or performing, like, is, is, like, challenging mentally. Like, like when you push past that, it's kind of, like, like really satisfying, even though it's, like, really scary, like... It's just sort of like the end goal of like whatever you achieve or what you're trying to do, like whether that be something that's academic or like physical, like it's still really cool. See, um, which is what I enjoy and sort of like thrive for. Right, I'm so happy you said that, and I think that's like a big reason why like I like you as a yeah. person is like I that resonates with me big time. I love progression yeah. in any shape or form. I don't like in the beginning. I used to think, all right, I had to be kind of like what you were saying, where it's like whatever the standard is. Yeah. I need to be that standard. I wasn't big into the flips, but I was big into the strides and the jumps yeah. and, like, Kong precisions. So as I was coming up in the game, it was like, okay, like, 13-foot concrete level, that's what it is. Okay, that's what I'm going to go get, and I'm yeah. just going to keep working towards that. And as I started to progress towards it, I loved it. But at some point, I recognized, oh, like, I don't necessarily care about hitting, like, a finish line defined mm-hmm. by everybody else. Yeah. I more so enjoy the journey of getting towards the finish line i enjoy like taking each step and getting further than i've ever been yeah and like it getting to your maximum or like your optimum level right and then so tomorrow like, like coming back and pushing past yesterday's max yeah and then just growing right there yeah like self-motivation's always been sort of like a, a really easy thing for me in physical activity where not so much academic so it's quite hard for me to sort of like create my own motivation. So that's like where my parents would always come in and like I like I'd always think they're shouting at me, but like it's always them just sort of like if I don't if I like didn't end up doing my work and stuff like that, like I I wouldn't have passed like if it wasn't for them and stuff like college wise, like because they've always pushed me and been supportive. And it's the same with like sort of like training as well. Like they've always been really supportive of it. So like that's kind of what like drives my self motivation for like parkour because. I enjoy, like, walking out or, like, like actually, like, trying things that are, like, scary. Like, like some things that, like, people are, like, oh, I, like, 
I don't actually want to do this. I don't enjoy it. Like, I actually, like, enjoy... Like, even when I hurt myself, I know it's, it sounds kind of stupid, like, it's still kind of enjoyable because you just get up and do it again and, like, the satisfaction is even more so than it was before. Sort like, of, like, yeah. driving towards it. Oh, yeah, that's... I you know it's funny because this was something I was talking to the kids last night when I did that seminar. Yeah. When we were talking about overcoming obstacles and overcoming fear. Yeah. One of the things that I said to them was, like, well, when you're doing something for your own intrinsic reasons, like when you want it, yeah. like you genuinely want this skill or mm-hmm. this trick, you're willing to get hurt. And even if you do get hurt, yeah. you're okay with it because you got hurt going after something you wanted. But when yeah. you're doing something for somebody else yeah. and it's something you don't really want to do and it goes wrong, you actually end up getting really angry, really yeah, pissed yeah. off, and you end up resenting that person who yeah, was pushing yeah. you towards it. Mm-hmm. Because you're now doing something that you don't want to do, so it's super cool to hear that you are genuinely like in love with the lifestyle that you promote, with the things yeah. you're doing. Like your social media represents; mm-hmm. it's an accurate representation of who you are. Like you're yeah, in love yeah. with movement, you're in love with exploration, yeah. you're in love with growing and progressing, and the tricks you're doing. You're not doing it for the clout; you're doing it. Like, if it weren't being recorded, you still would have done it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, even that's, like, the case with, like, a lot of things. Like, I've done a lot of things this week, which I've been like, oh, it would have been cool if I would have had that on film. But, like, <laughs> at the time, I was never like, oh, film it, film it, film it. Like, it was just kind of like, it, I just could sort of do it. But, like, even on my Instagram, like, I portray, like, sort of, like, what, like, say say if I'm going for a certain move or getting a line filmed, like, for say for something like Breach, which I, I did, like, quite a while uh, it was a few months ago maybe I was trying podcast full and off like this the side of like so there was a church and there was like a window ledge and then like, I remember that yeah clip. on top of the window ledge there was this like nice grip and it was like I could like hook my fingers all the way underneath it and around it and it was sick and I was like oh this would be sick to do podcast full so I did like a few podcasts and like filmed them and like um, it was just like so scary to go for because there was like so much stuff around and like it was kind of stupid, but I've never actually landed, a po- like, a cast fall or a podcast oh in the gym. God. But it was like, oh, it's perfect, the grass is soft today, it's hot. And, like, I just kind of, like, sent it and was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. I kind of, like, landed on my side. But, like, I filmed all of the attempts. It took maybe about, like, 14 goes until, like, I finally got it. But it was like, you know, those landings where you'd land and back with draw. So it was like, I'm not happy with this. And then, like, I put it into a line and then, like, after, like, a few hours of doing it, I kind of finally, like, stomped it, which was sick, but, like, I sort of, like, filmed that and put it together to show people, like, I don't know, it, like, a lot of people, I feel, like, scroll past it because it's just, they don't want to watch it, but, like, I just want to put out there, like, how much it sort of took me to get for it and, like, like what it sort of meant to me. Like, like someone else who's an even better athlete than I am could just do it straight away and it's just sort of not a big thing for them, but, like, it was really big for me. Sort of because it took me so many goals and then finally to land it, it's like, oh yeah, like it's good. You know, and it's crazy that I know exactly what you mean. Like a lot of people will most of the time scroll past that or if you have a super long caption yeah. with your video, they're going to like eh, read a little yeah, bit and yeah. then just kind of keep on moving. However, there are those few that stop and they watch the entire thing or they read the entire mm-hmm. caption and those are the people that you know, like, they needed that. Like, yeah, when yeah. you showed that, there was some kid that was like, wow. Like, some kid looks up to you big time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, holy crap. Like, he he works at it. He doesn't just give up after the first couple of fails. Yeah. He keeps grinding it out. He attacks it. Mm-hmm. He checks the footage. He adjusts and makes micro adjustments like, here yeah, and there. Yeah. He's not just keeping at the same thing. Like, he's mm-hmm. figuring out the technique and figuring yeah. out what to do to make it work. He's adapting. And you showing that to them mm-hmm. is so hugely important because yeah. if you don't, they just see the clip of you hitting it. Yeah. And every other clip is always just you mm-hmm. landing your trick. Their, little, like their brains fill in the blank spot about mm-hmm. what else they assume about you, what they think about the rest of your life, what the rest of that mm-hmm. looks like. And in their minds, like, okay, Morgan, dang, yo, he's just like, yo, he's not even human. Like, yeah. he's... This god, and he is just, yeah. oh my god, he lands everything he ever tries, and he never messes up. Yeah. And he probably is just like the coolest human in the world who's never made a mistake ever. 
which and is that's like not no, the case at all. Right. It's like you're you're showing them like, mm-hmm. yo, I'm a human just like you. And, you know, if I'm yeah. able to do it, you're able to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just you have to be willing to make the same sacrifices. Yeah. Like you went out and you made the sacrifice. You mm-hmm. stayed there for hours on end. You, yeah. you know, you put your body at risk. You mm-hmm. did so many things to make it happen. Like even as something as simple as like, like when I went up to the like parkour park the other day, it's like even as something as like getting the mindset ready to train. Like if you show up and you just kind of like, your body's not aching, you're fine. You just, you just don't really want to train. Like it's having the mindset to sort of go through that. Even with stuff as simple as like, like the other day when I was swinging to get, just I was just doing like some challenge at the peak, like on the bars and like I'd ripped and I was like. Oh, I feel really good now. I I think I could get at this goal. And I was just sort of like powering through it and swinging on rips. Like after I seen, like Jordan, Jordan, Jordan <laughs> I knew it he did swinging in a cat grab. I've got like nine rips. Oh my god! And like god. every single callus. I don't know how he did it. And then he was just like swinging, and he was like fine about it. And I was like, I need to stop being a bitch. Like, it's just sort of getting through it. And then like when you do it, you're like, that wasn't actually that bad. Yeah. Like, it hurt, but I got the clip. Yeah, and, like, it's when you get to see that in real life and you mm-hmm. recognize, like, okay, wow, like, I was getting ready to yeah, yeah. quit and give up. And, like, I love when people start going, like, oh, but you don't get it. I'm just so tired. Yeah, and, like, yeah. it's like, dude, we're all tired. Mm-hmm. That dude's tired. The world's yeah. greatest. Nate Weston came through the camp. Nate Weston was tired. Yeah, like, yeah. literally the first day he got here, he said to me, he was like, yeah, man, like, I'm pretty tired. And uh, did that fly away yeah. to punch front off the wall or punch so half stupid. off the wall. It's like, and he was... Like, legitimately, like, yeah, I'm tired, but then he saw it, and he was like, oh, yeah. you know what, but, like, I can make this happen, and yeah. I want to make it That's happen. That's what it was like when I went to do, like, the podcast for I was just like, I got there, and I was like, uh, I'm here now, may as well. Yeah. It's like what happened, like, I went, like, last night, I went to the lodge to go in the hot tub, and I got all the way there, and it was shut, and I was like, uh, the pool's open now, and it was freezing cold, but I still jumped in, just because, like, I'd already made all the effort to sort of go there anyway. Yeah. It's kind of what happens a lot. It's like, it was weird to watch, like, Jordan in person because, like, obviously, I, like, I've trained with him before, but, like, training with him, watching him get, like, like half of his handed rip, and then he'd swing again, the other half would rip, and then he swung again, other handed rip, and it was like, I, he, he was like, oh, it kind of hurts, but it doesn't, I can still swing on it. And I was like, watching that in person, it's just, like, it's painful, but it's really, really, like, sort of, like, satisfying in a way. Because, like, I, I wanted to see him get it. Like, I didn't want him to put all that effort in. Right, to, to walk just, away from yeah, it. Yeah, walk away. Dude, like, it was raw. Like, guys, if you're listening, like, it, we're, there was no exaggeration that literally there were, like, nine open wounds on this man's hand, on each hand. <laughs> and it was just, like, at one point he even said, he was like, yeah, no, if you keep swinging on the rips to get stronger. And I was just like, bro, oh. like... I see blood, they, even like the tiniest like bit of bleeding. blood on my hand. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, cool. I'm done swinging for like three weeks. Yeah. And he's just like, nah, man, you swing through it. But like, what was the worst is like, he had them on his calluses and then there was a few on his palm and they were just all bleeding. And then he just put chalk on and go. Yeah, and it was like, insane. But like, I know what you mean. Like, it was just, Bless me. it was cool to see that, you know, the like mental driving person right. as well. It was like willpower, mental driving. Like, he wanted it. And Jordan's someone that, Mm-hmm. You know, we sat down and me and him, he and I talked after the interview I did with him. Yeah. And we sat and talked for like three, four hours. Like, he is a guy. very intentional human being as well. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, you don't always get that a lot. You know, sometimes you get athletes that are amazing and you speak to them and you find out like, there really isn't much going on behind yeah. the eyeballs. But when you do find the ones that have a lot going on, yeah, it's, I look to kind of explore that and get that out there because... Other people are like you guys. Yeah, yeah, that's like, like that's why I like the whole idea of like wh- what you're doing and what you're putting out there, like the behind the scenes sort of thing. I like I, I really enjoy sort of like like when obviously what you said like when you look at an athlete and like want to figure out what's going on behind and what they're thinking about like like things such as like athletes who suffer with like maybe like depression or anxiety and stuff like listening to what they have to say just because you don't experience it yourself. That's why it's so hard for like so many humans to like understand. Like other perspectives because they they've never been through it themselves, right? Which is like why it's cool listening to this and like doing what I'm doing now, dude. No, cool. yeah, no, big time. And like that's what like I hope that this is able to do for a lot of people. Like that, I believe in. I've studied communication. Like it's okay. at some point I realized I wanted to learn how to connect with people better. Yeah. And I was having this conversation a few days ago with a buddy of mine 
we were talking about how it is I'm able to communicate with just about anybody. Yeah. And he was like, yo, was it like something you've always been able to do? And I was like, absolutely not. Growing up, I was pretty much introverted, stuck yeah. to myself, really quiet. I was an observer. I just watched yeah, yeah. everything. And I didn't really speak much. And later on, I decided, okay, I'm going to figure out how to speak to people and how to get good at that. And the skill I learned was, you know, we are all different. But yeah. at the same time, we all share similarity. It's something like... You know, it could be something as simple as we're both humans or yeah. we're both parkour athletes or we both like the color blue or yeah, yeah. whatever. But once we find our similarity, that's boom, that's our bridge. That's how we connect. And you're able to pass information to me and I'm able to pass information to you. We're now speaking mm -hmm. the same language through that similarity that we found and we can share our differences on that bridge. Yeah, and a yeah. lot of people never take the time to find the similarity. So, yes, they're trying to share their differences, but they find that it's kind of like hitting a brick wall on the other yeah, person's yeah. side and it's not actually being, like you know, processed. Yeah. yeah. So it's just when we do interviews like this and people get a chance to hear about you and they're like, oh, shoot, I've been in love with movement since I was like eight years old and, and obsessed with it. Stuff even yeah. as simple as like these interviews. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, dude, I hate school as well. But like when it comes to this, like, I don't know, like it's mm -hmm. hard, but I find it really easy to like push through it yeah, for some yeah. reason. And they build that connection. And then when you say something different, like, yeah, but like I'll do 300 repetitions. And they're like, oh, whoa, like I, I never did 300 repetitions. But now this is yeah, like the yeah. first time they're hearing. 300 repetitions, although maybe their coach or their mom or yeah, dad yeah. had been saying it to them, no one connected with them first mm -hmm. to like, for them to be able to hear that. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's really powerful, and I appreciate that you feel comfortable enough to kind of speak about what's going on with you, yeah, and, yeah. you know, and share. Well, usually, like, there's not actually, like, too much. Like, I, I feel like I portray a lot of it on social media. Like, I don't write huge paragraphs, but, like, training-wise, like, what, what I put out there is pretty much sort of raw, unless it's, like... It's it's like sort of an edited video which doesn't happen too often, but like yeah, it's just kind of like my training, my diary, and what I enjoy doing. But like, I, I'll I'm I feel like I'm a friendly, approachable person. Hopefully at least, <laughs> so like that's why I I find it like same as you like sort of easy talking to people. Like I can always sort of like. Like there's there's a difference between like sort of, keeping a conversation going and like actually like talking to someone. If you get me like. Because I, I feel like when sort of like I'm talking to kids who like have something in common or like they're, they're like reaching for a common goal or like experience something I've experienced, it's not like I'm trying to make conversation just to interact with someone. It's sort of like connecting with them if you if you sort of like understand. Like I, I don't know how dude, to explain it. No, dude. I don't get it. <laughs> no, you're explaining it perfectly. Like I know exactly yeah, what you yeah. mean. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. Just like there's so much of a difference between like so like for example when I was talking to like this like cheer mom the other day and like she was just like trying to like like obviously I was being really nice and talking to her but I was just trying to sort because there was like four of them and one of me and like they were just talking to me about where I'm from and it was just so hard to like I was trying to hold the conversation so well it was like not nothing for me to connect with them like it was just kind of kind of mad like I was just sort of thinking about it I mean, I refer to those sort of conversations as fluff. Yeah, like, yeah, I hate exactly. fluff conversations mm -hmm. where it's just like, it's almost like the, how's the weather there? Mm -hmm. and, That's exactly what it was like. Dude. And it's just like, yeah, like, what are, what's the point of this conversation? Like, because you're not really getting to know me. You're just like, like, do you even care about the answers I'm giving you? Like, it's yeah. just, what is, where is this building yeah. towards? Like, what's the intention behind this conversation? Yeah, that was exactly what it was. It was just like, uh And then it, it got to a few, like, dead bits where it was just like, quiet. No one would speak. I'd be like, oh, so how's this? How's yeah. that? It was just so hard to connect. Like, I, like some people, like, I, it's really hard to connect with, like, unless there's sort of, like, a common drive, which is why, like, it's so easy for me to connect with people who train. Or, like, you have at least something to do with any sort of physical activity sort of thing. So, yeah, I guess that's quite really, like, why I was never sort of, like, like pop in popular groups in school. It was always just kind of, like, side groups or, like, people who, like, I just talk to because they're there. My main friends were outside of school and, like, enjoyed 
the the same things and common interests that I sort of like participate in. If you get yeah yeah dude no like and that's cool though because like that's mm-hmm. you kind of find those core groups of friends like yeah, where yeah. it's like it's got to resonate with you for real. You can't just fake. I mean, you they can fake it, but then it's just like, what's the point? Like you're it not even enjoying. So well. Yeah, like you're putting so much energy and effort into. Yeah chilling with these people that you don't even really like chilling with mm-hmm. and that's cool because you chill with some really cool people like your yeah. team the squad is pretty lit yeah you um cool. you spent some time traveling to california before you came yeah, to woodward yeah. then you're here at woodward even when you've been here the first year mm-hmm. i met you you were like it was like you were at home with like everybody mm-hmm. all the homies and i was just like yo who like i had no yeah. idea who you were you were just like oh my god you're the first person i ever saw throw a killer and a Miller on trampoline. And I didn't even know those were tricks, dude. Yeah. Like, I just... It wasn't in my reality. It didn't... No one yeah. around me did those sort of things. I didn't see those videos. Like, so I was just like, who yeah, the yeah. hell is this kid? I mean, it was always, like, really new to me as well. Like, like doing those sort of things. It was just like, oh, how far can I put... Like, it started as a joke. Like, I just used to, like, love trampolines. And then I got into it more and became a bit of a gym <laughs> rat. And then... Sort of like, I was just like, oh, how far can I push this? And then I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. This shouldn't be a problem. And then it was just kind of like, sort of like the sender attitude. Because like, I always, I, I used to, and I still do now as well. But like, I, I wasn't very like, sort of mindful of it back then. Like I was, but I, I always like feed off like other people's energies. So like, when I'm in a situation where people are like, like, oh, it's just one of my pet peeves where like people are like, show off. But it's like, I just feed off like, that's why I enjoy like staff demo and stuff so much and like I feel, dude, just you things like that. Leveled up in the staff like I just demo last week. feeding off like everyone training at once. That's why I like jams a lot and like stuff like that. And like when we're training at the peak and people have got music going, and, like people are like, it's just like feeding off the vibe and the energy of like if if the vibe's like really low and like everyone's just kind of dead and not training. Like I won't train as much like, but whereas if it's all happy and everyone's hyped and everyone's trying stuff, like I instantly become more driven by, like, sort of, like, the energy of everyone else, which is, like, why I like connecting people so so much. Like, I, I I do like my own company, but, like, I prefer to be with people sort of, like, a lot of the time. Heck, yeah. And sort of, like, training and just being around people. That's why, like, the first year I, I ever came, like, I really connected with Luke, and, like, we've been really good friends ever since because he, he, he I feel like he's sort of, like, the same in training around people. 100%. Sort of 1,000%. Because he came after that summer that I met you. Yeah, yeah. He came and stayed with me for about 10 days. Mm-hmm. And we just... It was 10 days of nonstop training. Yeah. Like, and I took him all over to all the spots. And, like, we hosted some so jams. Sick. And it was just, like... The yeah. kid just, like, he was feeding off of the energy. That's and exactly, I was just, yeah. like... And it got me excited. Like, I was training way more because mm-hmm. I finally had, like, a parkour friend and roommate yeah. living with me. Where, like, I always had to go travel out to go find people to train with yeah, so yeah. it's just like that's rad to hear um so i got one more one final question for you you kind of touched on it a little earlier but we kind of want to see how deep we could go with this mm-hmm. i would say everybody's or not everybody but most times we're usually climbing some sort of mountain you're like when you're yeah. working at a skill you know you're climbing the mountain to thriller or killer or millers yeah. and you're just like taking one step at a time what would you say is the current mountain for yourself that you're climbing that you find yourself just like slowly chipping away at right now? Well, for myself, like I've always been into. So, uh, are we talking like short term, long term goal? Like long term, like what's I mean? I'm interested in like the longest term goal you potentially have. Like I know everyone says it. And it kind of seems really cliche, but to be able to move for as long as I can before I am physically unable to move so sort of thing like I, I always sort of like I hope and like obviously I can't tell the future but like I hope that I can be moving for as long as I physically like can and like that would be really cool to sort of like push the limits and see how far like like how old I have to be to be able to do a standing backflip dang so now you just made me like pull in like one more piece to this question yeah. just because of your answer so is there anything I guess what would you say that you're currently doing towards making sure that that goal is achieved? Like. Not too much. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, like, obviously, like, I've never been, like, my, my optimum, like, body type, if you know, like, a few, like, uh, some of the body, like, 
like my my body type's always been sort of like I've been like small and like sort of like broadish but kind of skinny but like so like I never really put on weight but I eat so much food like it's unbelievable so like I don't really focus on my diet at all which is I feel like what a lot of people are starting to do now like a lot of people are into sort of like focusing on what they drink and what they eat within like the sport like especially people who have like gone in and out of like vegetarian or vegan phases or like whatever reason that's for to be in shape or just for like nature and the animals and stuff like I, I totally support both but like I just don't focus on my diet at all or like anything to do with that like I don't Dude, this you is and, really bad you like, and George man you and George McGowan was getting along it's so bad like I, I don't this is even worse like I, I don't warm up or stretch too often like obviously I, like I stretch when I'm recovering and aching but like before I sesh like it's rare that I warm up which is like I, I, I feel like everyone says it's really bad but I, it hasn't had any effect on me yet so like that's why I guess, I mean, you're riding, like, the yeah. youth superpower, man. Like, Pretty much. Dude, talk to Gooby. Talk to Luke. Because <laughs> me and him were talking, and, like, you know, like, that was a conversation he and I had, yeah. like, one night over the phone where he was just, like, dude, like, Everyone weird. says, like, like it's they wish they change. stretched. Yeah, like, man. Stuff like that. So That's, I've started, like, slowly getting into, like, foam rolling myself. Like, I've actually recently started, like, doing what Sam's doing and sort of, like, about maybe, like, just under six months ago, I started, like, going to the gym and sort of, like, lifting... Mm. I'm just seeing, like, just experimenting with stuff, like, it, it's so weird because, like, I don't feel like I fit in, like, I didn't, like, when I first started, I didn't feel like I fit in, fitted in, like, to sort of, like, the gym scene, like, it was so new to me, like, I'd never been sort of exposed to it, like, I, I've always done, like, bodyweight training with what I do and stayed fit, but, like, like, lifting, like, and doing compound exercises and stuff, like, like, training for explosive movement is what I was really focused on, so, like, sort of like working towards that was pretty cool like learning new things and like speaking to new people as well like even speaking to Sam about it and like different things of like how it's helped in and like some of the negatives the positives and like who it's helped and like sort of what their goal is sort of thing which is cool so yo that's cool to me man like so you have actually taken action towards mm-hmm. this mountain you're climbing and you yeah. really have begun thinking long term although you are young you know, yeah. 18 is young by pretty much most standards yeah um but that's cool that you are starting to take on a longevity point of view for your movement for your mm-hmm. life and for your body so that's rad man um yeah man like i really appreciate you sharing this insight into your world and i'm really interested to watch you grow mm-hmm. and see how you progress through your career as a mover and just how you progress in life as a person i definitely can see you as being someone that is capable of achieving your goals and then Mm -hmm. moving on to bigger and bigger goals that you can't even possibly imagine yet because like you're just gonna evolve to a place where you're willing you're able to take on bigger challenges to like that just you don't see yet yeah that's sick and i'm really glad you support it like sort of thing like I just really enjoy sort of, like, sharing with people, like, like, as you said, like, knowing, like, what's going on with different people, which is really cool. Like, I enjoyed sharing it and sort of, like, getting people to sort of, like, know what's going on in my head or maybe, like, any other athletes and stuff. So, yeah, it's just really cool. I like the idea. Dude, for people that want to know more about you or just, like, follow you on social media, where can they find you? Um, my Instagram handle is morgan.sang if you don't know how to spell my second name it's T-S-A-N-G um, I have a really old YouTube channel with one video it's just my name if you want to find that <laughs> um, apart from that it's just sort of like Instagram is my main platform and if you want to reach out to me on Facebook Messenger or email then you can do that it's all on my Instagram bio but yeah thank you for listening dude and thank you for coming on and sharing your good. knowledge and sharing your time Really appreciate it. Hey guys, so hopefully you enjoyed that interview. Hopefully you got a ton of value out of it. I'm just here on the back end to remind you to please share this podcast with anybody who you think would get value out of it. Your friends, your mom, your dad, anybody. Just pass on the value. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a comment if you really want to show your appreciation and go to that next level, 
screenshot yourself listening to this tag myself tag the witness this page that's witness this underscore brand tag morgan saying and just let us know we'll hit you back in the dms start up the conversation we care about community we care about you guys i'm doing this to see the mindsets of the athletes grow not just the physicality i want a complete athlete in our community mind body and soul on that note peace out guys and stay legendary